Listen, if you dare, to the Lovecraft Tapes. Welcome to the Lovecraft Tapes. I am Jeremy, your keeper of arcane lore, and on this special episode, our cast members will share their top three recommendos of 2021. Now, if you're not a regular listener of our podcast, you may ask yourself, what the heck are recommendos? Well, on each episode, we pick something that might be of interest to our fellow geeks, be it comics, movies, video games, music, technology, or other appropriately nerdy products and or services. That's it. You can see these and previous picks on our website at lovecrafttapes.com with appropriate links. Keep in mind, if you see a link tagged with hashtag ad, that probably means it's an affiliate link, so we get a couple pennies as kickback, which we reinvest in the podcast or buy beer. Okay, enough with the intro. Let's dive in and see what our investigators of the unknown have chosen this year. Uh, Hey, everybody out there from the, the mystics up high to the students in the hallways, to the professors in the classrooms, to all of you fantastically amazing patrons, fans, and listeners of our humble little production here at the Lovecraft Tapes. It's the end of another year, and it has been a year. Thank you for sticking by us and sticking with us this whole time. Uh, There's nothing I love more than getting all the comments and lovely feedback about how we help you guys through whatever you're going through. i just love knowing that I'm a part of something bigger. I honestly never expected this podcast to get to where it is today, and I'm just mind-boggled every day at all the love and support we get from all of you out there, and I just want you to know that it all comes right back out to you. We wouldn't be anywhere without you guys, so thank you very much. But I guess I know what you're really here for. It is uh, everyone's favorite sweet and short special uh, recommendo of the year. And I guess it's time for me to pitch my top three. Uh, Coming in in third is my new favorite piece of hardware, my Xbox Series X, a high-end piece of gaming equipment that makes enjoying games even more enjoyable. Uh, With having the the new super high-end, you know, graphics in there, doing things in 4K 60 FPS, to the SSDs enabling features like Quick Resume, I can literally save state multiple single-player games and at a touch of a button jump back and forth like I never left them to begin with. I love the thing to death. It's made exploring gaming and playing more games than ever even more possible. Uh, So yeah, if you're into console gaming, uh, Series X, if you can get your hands on it, get one. You will not regret it. All right, uh, moving on to number two. The long-awaited, much-hyped, and much-deserved sequel, Psychonauts 2. The original Psychonauts was a a cult classic from Double Fine, and Psychonauts 2 is everything the original Psychonauts was turned up to 11. Great characters, uh, memorable platforming, unique environments, uh, a game that rewards exploration, it rewards being thorough, fun combat system with really cool powers, that just make you feel like a like a psychic superhero, I guess. So if you uh, you haven't already, 
given this a game a go. I highly recommend Psychonauts 2. Platforming fun, story goodness, uh, wacky worlds. I loved every step of it, and I'm I'm really glad that I got a chance to put a game as legendary as this up there with the best of them this year. So Psychonauts 2, give it a go, you know? Spend some time with it. You'll enjoy yourself. And here's, uh, here's, here's what everyone's really been waiting for. What is my number one this year? What was the, the one thing that I pitched you that had the most impact, that I enjoyed the most, that was the best, the top, the cream of the crop? This might come as a surprise, it might not, but I honestly think the best thing that I recommended this year was Hazelight Studios' It Takes Two. If you haven't already seen or heard, Hazelight Studios' It Takes Two is the story of May and Cody, a husband and wife whose relationship is on the rocks. They proceed to make the decision to get a divorce, and they tell their daughter. However, she is so torn at this decision, so emotional, that she activates some sort of secret magic which traps her parents inside the bodies of two dolls and sends them on this crazy adventure via a sentient talking relationship book to kind of fix their marriage to teach them to get along to communicate to work together it was such a surprise for me i saw the trailers i heard about it beforehand and i didn't expect too much but what i found just blew me away it's a really well done touching story about love and communication and getting along and getting together and it shows that while not everybody fits together perfectly everybody we can get along it's a really great story that i absolutely adored really cool really unique art style uh it's a little more on the the cartoony side but i love it nonetheless um but the thing that really snagged me the most was the fact that this is a co-op centered game the whole game has to be played with two players one person plays may and one person plays cody and what this means is that each of these levels introduces their own unique gameplay aspect. One for May and one for Cody, whether that's one person having a, a sap gun that makes sticky spots that you can, you know, shoot and makes it shoots sap out. And, you know, that sticks to walls and you can use it to knock objects over. And the other person with a matchstick gun that can then light that stuff on fire. All these different things just create these beautiful opportunities to puzzle and to learn and to play together and every single level introduces its own unique well thought out well designed gameplay mechanics so every single level is almost like a new mini game unto itself it's an absolute blast uh, I co-opt all the way through with fellow uh, cast member Brian. You can ask him about this. He he enjoyed it just as much as I did. And it's honestly, hands down, my favorite thing I did this year. So I highly, 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 highly recommend you grab a friend or a loved one or you handcuff someone to a chair and you make them play It Takes Two because you will enjoy every second of it. Even better, only one of you needs to buy this game. Uh, Hazelight does this really cool thing where as long as one of the two players owns the game, the other person plays for free. So you don't even have to convince your friends to play the game. You just have to get them to download the game and you have, you know, an instant, uh, instant co-op fun fest. So, you know, give this game a look 
download it, find a friend, find a loved one, whatever you have to do, play this game. It is amazing. You will love every minute of it. I I don't regret my time at all. I It Takes Two has wormed its way into the very small sanctuary that are games that I wish I could erase from my brain so I could experience again for the first time. It was just that much fun and that amazing for, for me to walk through it for the first time so I know everyone out there, if you pick this up and you play this, you are going to have an amazing time. There you go. If you were looking for the best of the best, my top three for this year are here for you. Thanks for listening, everybody. I hope you uh, enjoy what we're doing and you stick around because we have plenty more stories to tell. And we would love nothing more than to tell them to all of you, our beautiful, lovely supporters. You are clearly the best and the most smartest people in the world because you know what's going on. Uh, Big thank you from me personally. I can't wait to uh, see what what crazy madness Jeremy has planned for the crew in the next chapter of the podcast. But whatever it is, I know it's going to be amazing. It's going to be a good time. There'll be twists. There'll be turns. We will be just as surprised as you are because, you know, we're the ones making the show and we don't have a script. Thank you so much. I can't say it enough. Have a, a great holiday wherever you are, whatever you celebrate. Have a great rest of your year. Hope you had a great year this year. But maybe if not, no, there's the next year. You know, it's, we can only go uphill and uh, we, we all have have each other to get us all there. Thanks, guys. Well, well, well. I guess it's that time of year again where I gotta talk about things that I've already talked about because people want to hear me talk about things that I talked about and they want to know that I like the things that I talked about that I liked, but they want to know which ones I liked out of the things that I said I liked. Even though I liked all of them, but you want to know which ones I liked the best even though they're not related. I guess that means it's New Year's, or close, whenever. So, I'm gonna go through and tell you about all the things that I liked from the things that I talked about that I liked and what my favorite ones are. It's my recommendo roundup. So, starting at number three, I'm gonna go with Pokemon Snap, partly because I think it's important, as someone who hates Nintendo, to recognize that I love this game because it's a Nintendo game, so that's pretty rare. I just think it's a lot of fun. I love, and nostalgic. I love the taking pictures of Pokemon and trying to line it all up. It's a lot of fun, and the new Pokemon Snap has been a blast. I recommend that as well. It's just really something that everyone should be playing, especially if you love Pokemon, which you should, because it's a great game. It's just a lot of fun to be able to take pictures and see a different side of the Pokemon universe that you may or may not be aware of. So everyone should be trying to give that game a look, because it's a blast. My number two on the year, my second favorite thing that I've recommended to you fine folks, is Cold Ones. It's a great YouTube channel. I I really miss the griminess of YouTube, and this kind of gives me a little bit of that. And I think that's important, because... You know, YouTube used to be a really grimy place where people like me could enjoy the grosser things in life, and I miss it every day. I often go back and reminisce of the old days, and these are two guys from the old days, so it's nice to see them together, doing a lot of fun stuff, being gross, drinking beers. It's a great show overall. They have very few dud episodes. I can really only even think of one that I didn't enjoy. You know, it's a show that everyone should be watching unless you are offended by things and find 
grossness offensive, and then you might not like it, but I don't really get grossed out, so I love it. And let me tell you, that's a Patreon that is worth it. I think everybody should know that. There's only two Patreons that are worth subscribing to, and it's Cold Ones and the Lovecraft Tapes, and let me tell you, I mean, we're more worth it, but they're pretty worth it. And then finally, my favorite recommendo of this year has got to be You Cannot Kill David Arquette. I love a good wrestling documentary, and this might be the best one I've ever seen because it's just so damn weird to see the path that this guy tried to take to prove himself. It kind of made me take a guy that I didn't care for and learn to love him, so I have to appreciate it in that sense because it's just top to bottom a great flick a great watch there's nothing i would have changed about it and to have been aware of it as it was happening and then to see it all compiled together is just a great thing for me and uh even without that i'm sure you'll love it so you know 2021 was better than 2020 not that that was some hard freaking accomplishment but hopefully 2022 will still be better so yeah thanks for listening and happy new year I had an especially difficult time choosing my top three this year because almost all of my recommendos were movies. That doesn't provide a lot of variety, but hey, we're still dealing with a deadly global pandemic, so all bets are off, right? 2021 was a banner year for werewolves. I'm not sure if it's because people were fascinated with shape-shifting or perhaps just wishing to be anyone but themselves. I, for one, have often wanted to crawl inside a fort of blankets and emerge some indeterminate time later, changed. Maybe that new person would deal with the world's stress and pressures in a different way. Like, tearing out the throats of any who stand in my way? In many regards, that's the appeal of my number three pick, Werewolves Within. Ostensibly a movie adaptation of a video game, it's so much more than that at the hands of director Josh Rubin, whose previous film Scare Me tickled my funny bone to death. Here, we have a group of quirky townsfolk isolated and wondering if all the other residents are the monsters responsible for a series of escalating deaths. It's funny, it's suspenseful, and it subverts your expectations, as all good horror flicks should. Ruben knows his audience and deftly steers the short running time away from cliché, even slightly hinting at larger themes like gender politics and the danger of allowing ideology to get in the way of survival. Frothy, scary, and hilarious, I, along with many other viewers, have declared Werewolves Within to be worthy of annual Halloween viewing. In truth, however, I kind of want to watch it again immediately. I grew up during the age of Star Wars hype, when the original trilogy and all its associated merchandise dropped on us kids like an atom bomb. I can still recall playing with my Mattel Greedo action figure out in the front yard, shooting first obviously. Yet, when the Star Trek movies arrived, my interests in Luke, Han, Chewie, C-3PO, R2-D2, Yoda, and the rest were supplanted by the indomitable crew of the USS Enterprise. I considered myself a Trekkie for many years. Then that franchise faded a bit too. Out of nowhere, Star Wars. Episode 7. We won't talk about 1 through 3. I was back on the Star Wars hype, and as luck would have it, EA's excellent video game 
Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order released on Stadia at a ridiculous price this year. I jumped in and was immediately enveloped by the protagonist's story, a lone Jedi Padawan who escaped the Great Purge, hiding out as a scrapper, but who ultimately cannot escape his destiny. The character unlocks more powers and abilities gradually, which is a brilliant hook to acclimate the player to the control system, so by the time the stakes are raised, the skill level is also grown. You feel as though you are that Jedi, mastering the Force in a satisfying manner that feels earned. The worlds you traverse feel fully fleshed out, the flora and fauna virtually alive. The pieces of lore you uncover help puzzle together the history and deepen the mystery. When I finally found and got to ride the dragon, I felt just like that little kid playing with his toys in the front yard again. Joyous, innocent, alive. And that's why Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is second on my list this year. Finally, we are at the tippy top of 2021. As I mentioned, I've seen a lot of movies this year. Thanks in part to Fantastic Fest, which went almost wholly virtual remote in October. I spent nearly two weeks engrossed in genre fair up to my eyeballs, almost overdosing on Halloween-tinged horror. And yet, there was something I saw at the beginning of the year that stuck with me. Shudder debuted a little film called Anything for Jackson. I had heard vague rumblings through the grapevine of like-minded freaks who dig scary movies, but I don't watch trailers anymore, so I wasn't sure what to expect. I just trusted Sam and the gang at Shudder to curate yet another decent flick that wouldn't disappoint. That expectation was met, exceeded, and blown through the roof. I rollicked in front of my TV screen, alternating between maddening laughter and shocked amazement, as the black comedy unfolded with brilliant jump scares and genuinely disturbing subject matter. It's played for laughs and horror in perfect equal measure, dancing on the edge of a knife blade that had me enthralled throughout. I don't want to give away any of the plot points, but if you can imagine Ari Aster's Hereditary as a comedy, give my number one pick for 2021 a try and discover why these grandparents would do anything for Jackson. On a personal note, guys, I would like to thank everyone who has helped us get through this past year. It's been tough sometimes, but through it all, we've played games together, we've watched movies together, and we've shared our individual experiences on the Discord server to the extent that I consider many of you close friends, even if we haven't met yet. I truly hope this coming year will bring us all health and success and happiness and love beyond our expectations. Stay safe out there, folks. Hey there, this is Brian from the Lovecraft Tapes. We're just finishing up 2021, and we wanted to drop a 2021 rewind for you. I'd say now more than ever, I need to relax. It seems to get harder and harder week by week. With the new content that they put out several times a week, actually, the 4K relaxation chills me out. From the Skyline Trail at Mount Rainier to Fall Foliage in Leavenworth area to their latest video I watched today, Ukrainian Nature, Jewels of Above. So my third recommendo is 4K Relaxation Channel on YouTube. Any fan of Top Gear or the Grand Tour would love this Jeremy Clarston jaunt into farming. 
You laugh, you cry, you yell at the TV as destruction ensues. I'm on my second watch through of this show, and I cannot wait for the second season. My number two recommendo of the year is Clarkson Farms on Amazon Prime. So, being a gamer, I play a lot on a lot of different devices, and I get to experience the great of creativity in gaming and the horrible glitches and money grabs of gaming. But through it all, playing these three games back to back to back and being a huge part in a universal saga is amazing. From the small, minuscule quests to saving all of life in the entire universe and beyond, it will give you a god complex. And I'm... It's great. That being said, my number one recommendo for 2021 is Mass Effect Legendary Edition. You gotta play it. So these were my top three recommendos for 2021. I hope everybody gets a chance to try them, experience them, and live vicariously through me if you're not able to. And I would like to also say a huge thank you to every single person who supported our podcast over the last year and gave encouragement and advice and kept us going and kept us being creative and actually gave us more tools to be creative. I really do appreciate it and I love you all. And I would also like to thank Jeremy Johnson, Matt Zelish, and Gabe DeShenzo for being some of the best gaming buddies that you could have on this planet. Thanks again and Happy New Year. I hope everybody is safe and more to come next year. Look forward to it. Okay, are we done? Yeah, I can't believe that we have to do this every single year. I know. It's not like they don't listen to the podcast and they don't know what our recommendos are. But you know what? I might have to go back and play that game again because that Legendary Edition was pretty kick-ass. What? No. Oh, oh, yeah, you're right. The Lovecraft Tapes High School Football Rules! And that's it for this episode of the Lovecraft Tapes. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you prefer. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review. Meanwhile, you can find us at lovecrafttapes.com with links to all our hashtag recommendos and social media channels including Reddit, YouTube, and our Discord server where you can chat with us in real time. You can find me on Twitter at lovecrafttapes. Until next time, Happy New Year. The Lovecraft Tapes Podcast is copyright 2022. For more information and sponsorship opportunities, please send email to podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com. Support the Lovecraft Tapes Podcast and get access to exclusive content and rewards at patreon.com slash lovecrafttapes.